Good morning, everyone. Uh, this is episode 14 of Thought Bubble. Uh, we're back once again into a weekly Saturday morning recording. This time still in uh, only voice recording since BC just extended our quarantine lockdown indefinitely, actually, yesterday. So we have no idea okay, when. I know that. Yeah. They said. Definitely. Uh, yeah, they didn't give us an end, end date. Dude, I honestly don't think like lockdowns even working, to be honest. I don't think it's working, but I think if you don't have a lockdown, it's going to be a lot worse than this. Like this is still like it's not working to the extent that we want them to be, but yeah. it's working to a certain effect. Like it still stops some people from like watching the Super Bowl on Sunday or even um, family day on I think next week. Yeah. Yeah, next Monday. Yeah. It's hard, man. If you were government having to make decisions like this, because like every time they do a two-week lockdown, right? Like cases mm-hmm. drop maybe like into the second week of the lockdown. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as the lockdown is done, the cases just skyrocket again. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, it's not like COVID just disappears after two weeks. Unless mm-hmm. you do a lockdown for, I don't know, three months or two months and you're for sure mm-hmm. that there's zero transmission, then maybe. But like, it's just this cycle of like, you lock down and then cases skyrocket and then they jump down and they skyrocket again. But then if you don't do lockdown, it's like, then people are going to die and you know, all this other stuff. So it's like, it's tough decision to make. But I think um, there's been a recent report that from January to now, mm-hmm. Whistler alone has 500 something cases. That's yeah, because everyone's going to Whistler. Yeah. Everyone's going to Whistler chilling in the chalets and stuff. But it's like, how do you weigh the economic damage of shutting down the economy, essentially, versus, like, people dying? No. find a num- well, yeah. number figure to that? Oh, yeah. That's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today in the politics and global news section. So let's just okay. jump straight yeah, into let's, it. Let's, yeah, let's get straight into it. Yeah. Okay. Let's kick it off with what you got on here first. All right. So... Uh, last week we got into a pretty heated debate topic with Robin Hood and their actual reason of what, why they stopped trading AMC, GME, and all those um, highly re- volatile, I volatile redditor um, stocks. Mm-hmm. So the CEO of Robin Hood is actually going to testify before Congress on February 18th. Uh, I think is probably a good good thing to tune in and listen in on what he has to say. Probably a lot. Like you already know, during these days, man's probably spending like 25 out of his 24 hours memorizing a script of what to say before Congress. But sometimes, you know, like Congress says some stupid ass questions. Or ask yeah, stupid they ass always questions. say some stupid stuff. Yeah. So it's always, <clears throat> excuse me, it's always like entertaining to watch. Like remember like a couple episodes back, like Facebook, Google, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they testified in front of Congress. Like they're basically asking like, what's the internet? Like, yeah. Or like if I, if I search up if I search up Donald Trump, why is there a picture of pig that shows up? What's your algorithm? Yeah, there? yeah. It's yeah. like these guys are not writing the code. Yeah. Like they're setting the overall direction. Like you're asking them these questions, they're not gonna be able to answer yeah. it. But yeah, that's that's interesting. I'll definitely be tuning in just to hear what happens. But I think something we should have touched on last week is like the equivalent of Robin Hood in Canada. I guess. Well, I mean. Uh, uh, yeah wealth simple if you guys are looking to trade you can use wealth simple or there's also quest trade mm-hmm. those are the biggest two that i know mm-hmm. and then outside of that obviously you can trade through your banks and mm-hmm. whatnot like all of your big five banks in canada mm-hmm. but yeah wealth simple and quest trade are not as not like exactly similar to what robin hood is doing like the concept is there but i think like some of the features and stuff is different but yeah, if you want to trade in Canada, check out those two apps as well. I've been using Wealth Simple, but I don't know if you've downloaded the app before, Brady. Have you? Yeah, I have. It's like it's almost a little bit too like dumbed down for me to be honest. Like it's just like you just go on there and you buy stocks. That's it. Well, I but just like, I just think like it's I think it's better to be trading on um in your institutional like your bank institutional's platform or as a brokerage because like. The reason why institution like TD, RBC, they charge like commission fees, right? Is because they mm-hmm. actually give you a, they, well, first of all, they are pretty, 
like they're publicly traded company so they have to keep everything like their books clean right that's first of all second of all they're not trying to like make money off of you like in other ways because like the most like important i think ethical question that was brought up during this whole like gamestop robin hood saga was that who is robin hood really working for right because robin hood by definition like the the name is taken to like to help the people get rich right mm-hmm. that's the point of robin hood like even in the myth or like the ch- ch- children's story story yeah. yeah robin hood is like this guy that helps the helps the poor However, again, like I explained their platform last time. So mm-hmm. they sell you at the worst margin or the Mars. So you you want to buy stock at $1, but then the, as they're trying to sell you, sell it to you at 1.05, right? So the, they make, so Citadel were like these like big hedge fund companies buys, buys these stocks at 1.5 and sells it to you. Sorry, buys in the stocks at one dollar, sells it to you at uh one point zero five. They make five cents off of one trade, right? It may seem like a small number, however, this transaction happens over and over and over, like a billion times a day. Yeah, on this platform, right? That's how these companies make money. Yeah, that's that's definitely true, and and like Quest Trade also does. They charge commission as well. Oh yeah, I'm saying like but anything, anything that doesn't charge you commission fees definitely has a catch to it. Like for a company, yeah, of obviously they have a catch to it. Obviously, they have they need like some way to like be profitable, right? And this is their way to be profitable. First of all, they sell you at bad bad margins. Second of all, they sell your data. Well, I don't know if TD does it too, but like. I know Robinhood specifically sells your data to these big hedge funds, specifically Citadel. So they, yeah. and then these Wall Street run the algorithm to see if this is like a market trend and that's how they make money. So is Robinhood really helping the people or is Robinhood helping, just helping these hedge funds get more okay. r- richer? Yeah, well, we spent the whole a- episode last week talking about so we won't get into it yeah. anymore. But yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm not like banks are charging like a ridiculous ripoff fee for commission though. And for like your everyday investor, like I'm not doing any sort of penny stock investing. So if they make like 0.01 cent off me per transaction, it's not really that big of a deal. But that's the point though. Like what I'm saying is that like these apps are probably good for you if you day trade, but if you're just holding long-term, like what you're doing, yeah, like you, I, I take you as an investor, right? I don't take you as a day trader. Yeah, and day think, traders have their own platforms and stuff because you wouldn't be day trading on no, something they, like Wealth they Simple. Tr- they day trade on Wealth Simple and Robinhood. Where else would they day trade? I mean, I guess yeah, you could. But yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, I guess that's true. Like, I'm not buying. Like, I'm not. It's not gonna make that big of a difference for me if I, you know, buy a stock for like zero point zero two cent higher than what it is because I'm buying for like you know in two, three, maybe five, 10 years down the line, the stock is going to be increased in a dollar amount. Yeah, so, what's you, for Wealth Simple, so why are you, why do you choose Wealth Simple over like your institution like TD? Because it's zero commission. But I just told you that like, okay, yes, you they make three, three cents off of you per share, right? You're not only going to buy one share. If you buy 500 shares of Disney... That's already five hundred times five, uh, five cents, and that's what? What is that? Okay, well, I don't really, I don't know if that's how it actually works though for Wealth Simple or for Robinhood. Like, I honestly haven't looked into it enough to be able to form an opinion around it. But I you, like they list they the market charge, price. If they charge you five cents more than for five hundred, okay, they're not shares, charging you five cents more. That's normal. That's normally the spread. Okay, so here's how Wealthsimple mostly makes their money. They make their money from their 1.5% currency conversion fee charged on Canadian to US dollar conversions and vice versa. So this is where they make their money for sure, is that their conversion fees are going to be higher and it and it applies twice. So mm-hmm. if once it applies once when I buy it and then once again when I sell it. So yes, mm-hmm. there's going to be a cost associated with that. But for someone that to this day hasn't sold the stock yet, 
I'm fine with that amount. But it's just like, but for, wait, I don't, know, like I don't understand. I, I I don't understand your logic here. So if you actually, that doesn't matter how if you hold it or you don't hold it. At the end of the day, when you sell on Well Simple, you're still gonna get charged that conversion fee, no? Yeah, I still am. Yeah, yeah but, but it's still so gonna be cheaper than holding on TD. But you don't you don't lose anything holding TD. Like the, you only get a charge of t- flat nine ninety nine for buying a stock. And nine ninety nine for selling a stock. Okay. Like there's no other fees towards TD. Yeah. So you're telling me the conversion fee is less than ten dollars? Probably, yeah. Okay. Well, like I'm not again zero not commission, a... bro. I have to do more research into it, but like I, I honestly think trading at a bank I'm, level. Is I'm pretty a rip-off. sure you're just buying into their marketing. Nah, bro. Zero commission, man. I mean, but you can just, trade on the bank if you want. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, I pick well simple, zero commission. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> you just you literally just said zero commission three times in the last one sentence, and I just explained to you. Okay, fine, fine, fine. How much Disney shares do you have right now? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but I'm actually holding Disney through TD. So. Okay. No. no okay. How like on, on average, like what's your like how much? Like 500 probably, maybe? Uh, I don't know. Seems sure, a little right. 500 is like around like 50K. You probably, do you have 50K? No, bro. I don't have that much in Disney. What the hell? Oh. What the hell? Okay, see, I'm going to... Okay, let's save this conversation for next week's episode. We can actually do research into it. Because I feel like we're... Wow, we're good research to- into it. You did research into it. Okay, tell me of your course. research then. I just said uh, these companies, first of all, they sell you at yes. a bar margin, right? Like TD tries to fill you at the best margin. Them, they give, they first of all, sell your information to the hedge funds. The hedge funds then sells you their margin, like a very, a larger margin. I'm not going to say the largest margin, but it's definitely, the, Robinhood got in trouble in 2018 for selling at a bad margin. Okay, mm-hmm. you can search this up. That they actually got into trouble with the SEC. Mm-hmm. Robinhood got in trouble with by selling bad margins. Normally, these margins on TD itself on TD is three cents. Okay, this mm-hmm. is on a good good margin. It says if you're buying, for example, if you're buying a stock for a dollar, they said this stock's margin could be from a dollar to a dollar and three cents. That's on TD. Okay. Yeah. So we, we can only assume that Robinhood charges more than that, right? So so I'm not going to say 0.5. Let's just say 0.4. If you trade 500 stocks on 0.4 cents of, of what's it called, of margin, right? That's $20. Mm-hmm. That's double of what TD charges for commission fee. Mm-hmm. As, I think you're buying into this like marketing where like, they're saying, like, on one hand, it's like $20 plus $10 shipping. And on the other hand, it's like $40 free shipping. And you're like, fuck, free shipping. Fuck. Free okay, shipping. Well, we free shipping. You haven't calculated, like, the actual cost benefit. I'm sure, like, it depends on the situation. Because, like, if you trade purely Canadian stocks on Wealthsimple, mm-hmm. then you're blessed. But it's the U.S. part that gets you on the conversion. But it's just like, okay, well. But this is not even conversion. I'm not even talking. I didn't even talk about conversion fees yet. I'm only talking about margins. Okay, well, I don't know if Wealth Simple does margins though, or how that works with that. I haven't looked into it. How are how else are they gonna make money? Through the conversion on U.S. So you're telling me only if you only do T if you only do Canadian stocks, they don't. You, you're fucking. <laughs> it's a free app. Dude, I so haven't done the research. Everyone, I actually don't every, know. If everyone trades Canadian stocks on Well Simple, Well Simple will be bankrupt. Probably, yeah. <laughs> no, that's not how it goes. Okay, well, they probably make revenue from that aspect as well. When they like, it makes revenue for them. No, no, if they okay, make no, no, like zero point zero one cents. No, I'm telling you, I think, I think you haven't done your research. Like, I've been, I gave you. 
I've literally been saying I haven't done my research enough to yeah, form that's what I'm saying. And I'm saying yes, and I'm, I gave you like basic like outlines of it. I gave you like a foundation to build onto. You, now you can research into it, and then you can see why like I'm saying like I think institution is still better at the end of the day. Yeah. Okay. I trade on both, so I, honestly, like I'm getting the best of both worlds. But yeah, we'll mm-hmm. we'll see if there's like a breakdown. But yeah, I'm sure you're getting cuck somewhere on the cost mm-hmm. anyways okay let's go on to the next topic we've been stuck on this training thing for a while um do you want to go into the next one? Oh yeah that's also mine okay so um biden actually addressed the white house on friday i didn't listen to the whole speech i only caught like a brief blinks blinks of it because i was doing homework but basically i think the tldr of this white house speech was that He's reassuring the people of like America about COVID and blah, yada, yada, yada. And he's talking mm-hmm. about wanting to give out more stimulus checks. But he's also oh, aware yeah. that there's a deficit uh, in the U.S. economy right now, right? And mm-hmm. that's the whole platform like Trump was going at it. They were like, oh, Biden's going to drive our economy to the ground. When I was president for four years, our like S&P and Downs is like, like all-time high but and even during the pandemic we're like recovering at a fucking extraordinary speed mm-hmm. so i actually did some research into it i was like hmm this is like I, I i heard about like countries owning countries like money before right like and even when like when the country owns a country a shit ton of money like mm-hmm. i forgot which country in africa i think it was zimbabwe or some african country they own China so much money that China basically owns them now. They 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 use Chinese currency. <laughs> they don't have their own currency anymore. Like they just basically the just got swollen swallowed by China. Damn. And this is not like this isn't like I'm not even saying it as a as a cap or anything. Like this is if you search up like um, you I'm sure up, you're like, not a, lying about this. Yeah, yeah. as an I African don't country. Doubt that. I don't doubt that they have serious. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's more than one African country using Chinese RMB right now. So they borrowed money from China. Well, yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And like China, like would sell them like all the cheap shit, like all the planes that we don't use, and then they, it's just all theirs now. So I actually went on the, and I also heard of like U.S. owning China a lot of money, China owning U.S. Mm-hmm. a lot of money, and this this debt is never gonna like get even though. So I searched online and I found this website called the US Debt Clock, the Debt Clock, which is um if you guys want to check it out, is usdebtclock.org. You can also pull it up right now, Johnny, and we can look um, at it. Yeah, together. I'm looking at it. The numbers are just going up. Yeah, so basically uh, it is like a live quote unquote live like clock that uh tracks how much debt that the US is owning. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm looking at this number. There's Three, six, nine, twelve zeros behind it, and it's twenty-seven, and then twelve zeros behind it. I don't even know how to say this number because it goes because <laughs> it goes sure. millions, billions, trillions, gazillion. I'm pretty sure twenty-seven it's gazillion. Because that's not gazillion, bro. It's twelve zeros is a trillion. Okay, sure. Twelve, twenty-seven, tr- almost twenty-eight th- trillion dollars. And that yeah. averages cost to $84,000 debt per citizen and $2,220,000 debt per taxpayer in the U.S. Yeah, that's kind of whack. But, but so, I mean, like, but that number yeah, is ahead. only going to go up too, right? Because you, yeah. the U.S. is going to give everyone stimulus. And even and this is... um. Remember when Andrew Yang used to Yang Gang used to be in the p- picture, and he wanted to give everyone a thousand dollars per month. Mm-hmm. That's all coming out of the U.S. like debt, right? Yeah. But um, I was actually listening to a podcast on Friday, and he was also talking about this. And he asked, "Do you think like he he brought up a really interesting t- uh, topic where like he brought up an inter- interesting idea and I was like wow that sounds pretty interesting actually well I have to think more about this into it so I want to bring it to mm-hmm. you so we can both t- think about it on this mm-hmm. show um, do you believe that the deficit 
is worth it right now if it turns into something more in the future. So basically, well, yeah. if you say like that, then of course. Yeah, but is this on a per person level? Like, do you estimate this per, on a per person level? Because not everyone's gonna turn something into more into the future, right? Yeah, I think like I was reading like a stat because like the whole point of the like the stimulus check is you want people to go out and start spending more money. Mm-hmm. But instead, I think it was like majority of people are getting their stimulus checks and they're just saving it. So you're pretty much or not game stocks with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like it's going towards like helping them pay their bills or anything. They're just saving mm-hmm. it and putting it in their savings account, which is not what you want the stimulus check to do. But I think like there's always like every single country like arbitrarily is going to have like some ridiculous debt amount. Mm-hmm. And that's normal, right? For every country to have that. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I haven't. Like, this is going to dive way too deep into, like, economics for me to even comment on, you know, what the level of debt in the U.S. means for the future of it and how they scale or how they fit on the bench scale of other countries and their debt. But, yeah, I mean, like, for the individual citizen, I don't think it really affects them that much. Like, a U.S. citizen is not going to be like, oh, damn, we've got nearly $30 trillion in debt. I'm screwed because it doesn't really affect them that much individually unless i just am too naive and i haven't done the research and i'm just sprouting bullshit right now but yeah that's my thoughts on on that and it's just funny because money is literally something humans created like it's just a piece of paper that we created which makes no sense to me well as a social construct right yeah like it's just like it's just money that we created i mean that's getting into another thing money is just money that we created yeah, it's if you think about it, like like from philosophical standpoint, like we're we just our whole lives re- revolve around these these truths that we've established into society. Like, you know, money is an enabler for for people, and it's just kind of funny to think about. I've been reading like Yuval Noah Harry and watching his stuff, and he talks about that a lot, which is interesting. And I've also been watching uh, Chamath Pala Palahapatiya and him on a few shows, and he talks a lot about how. You know, money should be an instrument of change, and it's funny the way that we view it. But I'll get into that in the later section. Anyways, sorry. Keep okay. Going. Well, like adding on to this, I'm I'm just yeah. looking at this chart even more now, and I'm looking at the dollar to crypto ratio. So, what do you think of cryptocurrency? I want to I want to hear your take on cryptocurrency. I don't have a take on cryptocurrency because I haven't done the research on it. Like I I honestly don't don't even like off first glance. Like inherently, cryptocurrency and Bitcoin like has no value at a first glance. Like there, there's no inherent value behind it. Like, well, that's you know that's, what I mean. You can say that about our cash cash system, right? At first glance, it's just a piece of paper. Yes, but I mean, like historically, we have shown that there's a use case for cash and money because we do transactions all the time. But I don't see Bitcoin and cryptocurrency as a widely accepted transaction like how much is a bitcoin right now like forty three thousand dollars like what are people going to be doing 60k like how are people going to make facilitate transactions with bitcoin i'm going to give you like 0.0000001 of a bitcoin like i don't see that well there's there's different cryptos right there's like yeah that's what i don't understand about it yet but i just look at it and (laughs) shut up I just look at it and I see some this digital currency that has no underlying value behind it. It's all propped up by speculation of where it could be in the future, which again is naturally how investing works. But I number one, I, don't, I haven't done the research, so I don't know. But number two, just thinking about it very briefly, I think it has no like inherent value to it. Like I just don't see where the value is. But you know that's what people said about GameStop, and a lot of people made a lot of money off that. So. Yeah, what about you? What do you think about it? I think like, hmm, like I don't want to be like too naive and always be like, oh yeah, like, cause like when I was re- reading about like how credit cards was first made, right? People hated the idea of having ev- all your money saved into the bank and just have a piece of card that like shows how much money you have. They think it's a social construct and they think it's like, like no one's gonna believe in credit card. No one's gonna believe in like 
And everyone's like, yeah, we don't take credit card. We're going to take cash. But fast forward to 2021, most places don't take cashes anymore, right? I think it's like a start of something new. Because like, eventually, I'm not saying I don't know how long yet, but eventually, if we want to be more compatible as a society globally, we have to have the same like currency eventually. Like a global currency. Yeah. And Bitcoin is like a foundation of a global currency because everything it's like the currency of the internet or something. Yeah, exactly. Like that. exactly. I've heard I've heard somewhere that in like an article. Exactly. Right? Yeah, that could be interesting to think about. Cause like right now, if you think about it, it's like what is like the fundamental like money that like is accepted by everyone? US, USD. Right? USD like you go to any country in the world, they will probably accept USD. Yeah. Yeah. But USD is like like why should we hold a a global currency to a country's currency? Well, because they're like the most they're like the most stable currency in like one of the most stable countries. That's why they benchmarked it to the US dollar. But I see yeah. what you're saying. But for now. So if yes. they're not so if they become less stable yeah, what, it could. What's it could. Happen? What's yeah, if happen, all right? of a sudden some. Yeah, then it'll be the Canadian dollar, of course, man. <laughs> but yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's my take. It's on. interesting though. Yeah, I was reading like an article. Like some dude had mined like six, six or like ten bitcoins back in like 2011. I actually have no idea what mining like, mining Bitcoin means. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that means either. <laughs> like, I actually you don't just, know. You just. Like, this is fucking, like, farm wheel or some shit. You go to, like, someone's farm and, like, steal corn and shit when they're not looking. Yeah, you ever play um, that game when you were, when I, you were a kid? I, I did, but I'm pretty sure that's not what that means. Like, I'm yeah. 100% sure that's not what it means. Like, yeah. No, really? Anyways. Yeah? What are you saying? No, no, that's... I was making a sarcastic joke. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, so basically... If you mine for cryptocurrency, you can earn it without putting down money for it. The details and logistics of that, I don't really understand, like, blockchain and how that works. Anyways, some guy had, like, mined, like, 10-plus Bitcoins, and he had it all on, like, some old hard drive. Then he threw it out when he moved houses. And now it's, like, 2020, and he's like, oh, shoot, like, the value of this is ridiculously high. Like, that's, like, I don't know what, a couple hundred thousand dollars, like, stuck in mm. that, or, like, millions of dollars in there, depending on how many Bitcoins he has on there and he's like trying to vouch for the city landfill to let him go and explore the garbage dump to see if he can go and find this usb or this hard drive he threw away like 10 years ago i think he has just I think so the, much bitcoin on i there. think the major issue with cryptocurrency is that like first of all there's so many cryptocurrencies out there right now there's like you, you go from the big one big, the big boy lee like bitcoin to the small like you know junior leagues like dogecoin however like there's been like, it's not like uncommon, but like if the company go out of business where like the CEO just takes the money and dips, your money is just gone, right? Mm. And it happened, like, it happened in like 2018 or 2019, I forgot which year, but some crypto company's CEO just took all the money and dipped and no one could like get their money out. Sounds like Neo. Yeah. Or not Neo. Neo. Was it Neo? Well, is that the company that... that- Put their car rolling down a hill. Oh, Nicola. Nicola. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Nicola. You know, yeah. Nicola actually got a upgrade from Wall Street the other day. The stock's going up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Should we wrap up politics yeah. and global news? I just got two quick stories that I want to touch on here really quickly. Sure. So I was just reading The Economist, and apparently there's a huge real estate boom going on in China right now. They're building five times as many houses as America and Europe combined. So every year they're building 15 million homes, and that is a lot of homes. But one-fifth of these Chinese homes are vacant. And so you think about like you know housing investment is about a tenth of GDP annually right now in China. Uh, that's pretty high. Um, and Ever Evergrande, which is China's biggest developer, construction developer, borrowed $120 billion, which is a 56-fold increase in the past decade. So if you think about this ridiculous spree of house building in China versus, you know, one-fifth of Chinese homes are being vacant, 
like you might think like okay how is this sustainable and why doesn't why is it not a housing crash like what we saw with the u.s right but there are a few factors that china is doing to try to control this which is number one the homeowners are required to put a 30 percent down payment on their house and so this kind of incentivizes them to meet their monthly mortgage payments and not default Force and sale, if, you don't and fucking, if you don't pay it, like, you know how, like, the big short happened where, where yeah. like, the housing market happened is because, yeah. like, people don't pay mortgages in the U.S.? Or, yeah, like, that's what people don't. Yeah. But, you that's... know, like, if you don't pay in China, you'll probably just get hunted down by the CCP. And yeah, you... and then they'll collect your kidneys. Yeah, I was going to say, you'll probably just, <laughs> you'll miss a kidney and your debt will be settled. Yeah. So that's the thing, right? You see this huge boom of housing building. Why don't we see something similar in the U.S.? That's one reason. Brady just mentioned another reason, slightly controversial. Uh, the other one is demand is also limited because I'm not really familiar. It's called like a, it's called a who who co. Is that what it's called? The local residency oh, yeah. permit. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. need that, and it's required for you to buy a home in a specific area. So you yeah, can't just dude. fly around China and buy like 20 homes wherever you want, which is yeah, interesting. I have, I have, I have that like citizenship card in Beijing, and like people would pay millions of dollars to get a Beijing citizenship card because if you don't have a Beijing citizenship card, you can't buy houses in Beijing and you can't work in Beijing. So how do you get that? You have to apply and register. No, you or? have to be you you're it's basically like a passport like you have to get um you have to either be born in beijing or your mm -hmm. family relatives in beijing and mm -hmm. yeah um, so how can you buy it how can someone buy it off of you then uh i have that's definitely some black market shit i'm not gonna say <laughs> that. <laughs> that's why you're a millionaire bro <laughs> you just gave up your rights to go back to beijing Okay, and then the last point on how they're kind of preventing this from crashing is that there's actually a bunch of regulations that pretty much just make it a priority to sell these homes to people that don't already own homes. And and they pretty much introduce as many regulations as possible without explicitly stating like you're not allowed to buy a second home. But yeah, it's interesting. Just like how... you're not allowed to have a second kid. Yeah. Damn. China's limiting your mobility and freedom anyways last point i would just want to touch on you guys probably heard about this it's like all over the news and i had to look into it like what who, what is mine myanmar and what the hell is going on there i don't even know if i'm pronouncing it right mine myanmar anyways it's a country in southeast asia and there's a huge coup going on there right now pretty much what happened is you had a democratic political party get voted in they had majority votes to become the next leader then instead of them actually becoming the leader, the military and the opposition said, oh, this is voter fraud. I actually won all the votes. And they said, you know, they have the military power. So they basically locked up the country's quote unquote leader who supposedly got majority of the votes. And, you know, the protesters saying this is voter fraud. Like you guys just didn't factor in our votes and you're just taking over the country with your military power. So serious blow to any sort of democratic reform. And I oh, read. So it sounds like what U.S. was trying to do with the Biden inauguration, and the so pretty okay, yeah. The Actually, storming of the storming of the Capitol. Yes. So if I was to give an anecdote, it's pretty much like saying, let's say Biden won in like a majority landslide, like even bigger of a. Uh, gap than what he actually won. What do you like, mean? Let's say he won by majority. He did win by no, majority. I, I say let's say if it was like an even bigger majority, like it was okay. like ninety percent Biden and ten percent Trump, right? And then Trump just exercises his military power, arrests Joe Biden, and says, "No, that's voter fraud. Uh, I actually got all the votes." And then he uses his military power to run entirely. He just runs the U.S. with his military power. That's pretty much what's going on in Myanmar right now, and. It even went so far that the country shut down their entire internet. They shut down the internet of the entire country to prevent these protesters from communicating to meet up. So that's like Trump locking Biden up, using his military power, and then just shutting down internet in the U.S. so that protesters can't do anything about it or they can't com communicate. That's crazy to me that stuff like what's, this is happening uh, around the world. What's the Western world doing about this? Um... I think like some countries are just saying that we don't agree with it. And that's about it. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if there's any actual action happening, but see it like countries like Myanmar can do this and nobody bats an eye, but 
you imagine if we just if the CCP shut down like Taiwan's fucking internet supply or internet, the yeah. whole world would be like, oh yeah, free Hong Kong, free Taiwan. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like that's kind of what the U.S. is doing right now. They're just saying, oh, free Myanmar, but they're not like sending any military power over there. We're not even. Doing- I'm not even saying like the mili- like the U.S. military needs to do anything. We're like the you know the quote unquote woke people of the Western woke world. People, yeah, that's you, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty woke. Yeah. Nah, I'm about All to right. fall asleep. <laughs> Dude, come on, man, stay awake. We got a few more <laughs> topics we got to run through. Okay, business finance, real quick. Number one, I'm sure you guys have all read about this this week. Jeff Bezos came out with a huge announcement saying he's stepping down as a CEO of Amazon. He's taking a step back, becoming executive chairman, which pretty much means that he's still going to kind of have his toes dipped in the pool where he can make decisions and help lead the company, but he's going to have a lot more free time to work on his ridiculous other projects that he has going on in his life. If you guys don't know, he also runs Blue Origin, which is pretty much like Elon Musk's SpaceX. It's a space, you know, reusable rocket type of company that wants to get to Mars. So they're huge competitors there. Uh, I believe he also has like a huge climate fund that he's investing out of. So he wants to have some more time to focus on that, which is great for him. He's like, what, less than 60 right now? Um, so Andy Jassy is stepping in as CEO. Andy Jassy was the CEO of, uh, or the chief of Amazon Web Services. Um, he's probably the most important business guy in the past maybe 10 years 15 years because amazon web services is amazon's predominant profit generator right that's where they make most of their money and he ran that area Mm -hmm. and think about how many things in the world right now are built on top of amazon web services so andy jassy is definitely you know has big shoes to fill but i think he's going to do a really really good job as so CEO of Amazon. What do you think? So this happened right after um they reported they reported earnings actually right they actually killed it this week uh, this quarter yeah and um, so I wonder what this is gonna boom. do with uh, about their stock prices because Amazon's been doing Amazon's been blessing these days like going up like three percent per day yeah I mean I don't think it's gonna go down because Andy Jassy is. Like, if you look into his background, like, this dude is serious stuff, man. CEO of Amazon Web Services, like, he knows what he's doing. And so I don't think there's any pushback towards that. Filling in Jeff Bezos is a pretty big, pretty tough shoes to fill in. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't replace the founder. Like, it's yeah, not going to so. be the same. But he's still going to – it's not like he's dropping out. He's executive chairman. Maybe that's just a title and he's not really going to be that involved anymore. But we'll see. Yeah, I also read somewhere that Jeff Bezos has enough money to buy every single NBA team like four times. I, just, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, it's just just so you know that. Okay, next one is okay. Now this is something I actually wanted to talk about a lot. Let me set the background first. So, Kuaiso is how I believe it's pronounced in Chinese. It's another kind of video streaming slash social media slash TikTok rival app. They recently just IPO'd through Hong Kong. It, they raised around five, a little bit more than $5 billion to their IPO. It's basically another video streaming app that's rivaling TikTok. They've got about 769 million active users. And this, in fact, is the world's largest IPO since 2019, which was when Uber IPO'd. And the stocks popped 160% the first day. So the way that they make mostly make their money is pretty interesting because I believe they had revenues of like $6 billion. But number one is live streaming. So pretty much this involves users going in and buying virtual items from the app, Quiso, and gifts it to their favorite streamers. So they make a lot of money there when people buying these digital currencies and digital gifts. Obviously, ads and online marketing is a big part of it. And then they also venture into e-commerce and mobile games. So you can purchase items from online streamers via the Quiso app. And then I guess you use that in a game. I'm not really too sure, but that's how they're really making their money. So here's what I want to talk about, Brady. And I want to get your thoughts on this as well. I've been watching a lot of Chamath Palahapatiya and his talks. And I really align with what he's saying. How is it that these companies like Quiso, this video streaming app, TikTok, DoorDash, like delivery services, like these companies are just 
running up their valuations ridiculously high, picking up a ton of traction in the capital markets. And you have companies out there that are trying to solve climate change or cure cancer, diabetes, and they're just not getting the same, like the financial markets, they're not incentivized or they're not categorized in the same way. Like capital markets don't treat those type of companies the same way that we see companies like this. And my head, it's just like, I don't, I could care less about a a food delivery company like DoorDash or a video streaming app like TikTok or Quiso versus like a company that's trying to solve climate change or massively improve healthcare. Like, you want doesn't my that take just, on it? This kind of pisses me off to see this. All right, this is my take on it. All right, plain and simple, hands down. The reason why these companies are doing so well these days and why I think like it's a very smart idea for them to do this, like it's all about one word, convenience, right? Uber, DoorDash, even like food, like good food, chef's plate. Why are they popping off these days? Why are they doing so good? Airbnb, convenience, right? I Amazon, literally, like these days, I've been watching a lot of TikTok and they've been like, these like TikTok videos have been showing like how to make it like, oh, I just had like a thousand, $10,000 in sales last month on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I'll show you how to like open these like Amazon stores. You go to your local Walmart, you go to your local shoppers, you buy everything on discount, right? You buy all the all the hair pro- uh, like shampoo. Oh yeah. So this is what I was this is what I noticed. I wanted to buy um I ran out of shampoo the other day. So I wanted to go buy some shampoo. I obviously when I thought about buying it, my the first thing I checked, not not shoppers website, not Safeways website, not no one's website. I checked Amazon. Right? 9.99 for a bottle of like four 400 milliliters. I was like, damn, that's kind of expensive. I drove two minutes to my local plaza, you know, the shopping plaza right next to my house. Mm-hmm. Went into shoppers, found the exact same one on sale, two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, that's how like Amazon get you. Where that that's how so buy, sellers buy these cheap products from like local convenience stores, right? Local like stores. They put it on Amazon. Amazon takes a percentage of what they make. Amazon takes a percentage of what you sell, uh, what you get as well, because first you have to pay shipping if it's not prime. And second, if you if it is, it is prime, you have to pay an annual fee, right? That's how Amazon makes money. Mm-hmm. But the sellers don't care, right? The seller, you buy something for $3, you sell it for $9. That's, fuck, that's 200% profit margin. That's 200% margin. Like, who cares if Amazon takes quote unquote fifteen percent of that? Fuck that! I'm making two hundred percent. Okay, and that's the same thing with like all these like it's all about convenience, and that's why GameStop has been the the biggest meme and the biggest ish is the thing in twenty twenty one. It's about sending a quote unquote sending a message, and it's about a revolution. When you can just be in, in, everyone can just be in their fucking boxers and sit in front of their computer eating ice cream, and they're still trying to, and they're still doing something. I have no right? idea what the hell you were talking about, bro. I just, do you not speak English, dude? What are, what does that have to do with what I just talked about? Like, I just said okay, see, and I said so you're saying that you, these companies are getting crazy valuations, raising ridiculous amounts of money yeah, because, like, it, if, because if you want to be, a, if you want to do the next, if you want to have the next IPO, or if you want to start your own next company, Johnny, my suggestion: make something that makes the American or like the Canadians more lazy. Dude, that's and that's, that's I don't disagree dollar. with you. I, I understand why these companies are, and I see their value proposition. I'm just saying it's messed up how the value system doesn't align and why we don't view other companies like companies tackling climate change or trying to cure cancer the same way that we view companies like these. Isn't that the same ethical problem as like should STEM majors go into business uh, business development or like these Wall Street uh, things? They just want where the monies are at. 
it, and that's what I'm saying. I think that's a fundamental problem with the way that the capital markets incentivizes these type of companies versus ones that, in my opinion, really are the ones that really matter. Okay, I so care less one, about which one, Amazon. Which one do you think is more messed up? People going to the wrong field or uh, government funding the wrong field? What do you mean government funding the wrong or field? Or like which one gives like the, the government the not funding Robin? Sorry, Hunter. the government giving more like incentivizations. Or what, to what, who? Didn't you, so what's your ethical issue for t- like t- today about like, like if you had to summarize it? I'm not saying it's an ethical issue. I'm saying I think there's a fundamental. It. I just think it's messed up how. How, we how the capital markets have essentially just placed all this value on these type of you know soft typically like software companies, um, and how these companies are just raising ridiculous amounts of money, picking up so much traction, just blowing up the valuations like an app like Quice or like DoorDash or like TikTok. You have all these companies that can pick up so much traction because that's what the capital markets reward in terms of financial returns versus a company that's, you know, a clean technology company that's looking to do something innovative in climate change or a company that's trying to, you know, cure cancer. Because at the end of the day, climate change doesn't make people money. It, It is. Yes, it does. How? Look at Tesla. Tesla. Okay, name another name another one. I can, dude. You can just if you fucking throw Tesla, you can just fucking throw Tesla. Yeah, that's that's. What do you mean? That's the problem, dude. That's that's what I'm saying. The problem is, is that it's misalignment of incentives. They're not finan. They're not incentivized. Like the capital markets are not rewarding these companies traditionally to blow up and and no, you're not. No, you're you're getting the you're getting the cause and effects wrong. It's because these companies don't make money. That's why the capital market is not funding it. It's not because these capital markets are not funding it, they're not making money. And that's what I'm saying is messed up about this. Like when I say like capital markets as a whole, that's what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, how, how is it messed up? If you don't make money, no, obviously. Uh, it's t- not that again. they're, I'm just saying they're not, they're solving like real problems in this world. But they don't Sometimes, make money. Sometimes like companies, companies get a lot of backing when they're not making a single, in fact, Uber is still not profitable. Uber is not making money. In fact, they're losing money. But they have, they have and a they've been able to raise this much money. Like platform. Exactly. And you don't think someone, a climate change company that can re- reduce or eliminate all the carbon dioxide in our atmosphere, you don't think that's insane growth potential in the future? And you but don't think not, it can generate a lot of money? Wise, not capital wise. You don't think removing, having a technology that removes carbon dioxide from the atmosphere is not going to generate you money? How, how is how, it not going to generate gonna, you money? How is it going to generate you money? But it's, if you could remove carbon dioxide, you essentially just pretty much like that's a huge pillar in stopping global warming. Do you know how much climate change and global warming okay, cool. costs the global world? Warming. How, how does that going to give you more money? Research the economic costs of something like global warming and harmful effects of like air pollution. You know, just research how much money that matter costs. How much you fucking eliminate carbon dioxide? Global warming is not going to stop. But you can reduce. So you can reduce the amount that it continues to grow. Sure, and you, can, you can reduce. You can I can also reduce for not doing fossil fuel exactly yeah so how, that's what i'm saying there's technologies that you can sell and they're gonna that's why even chamath was saying and i believe so too the next trillionaire is going to come out of someone targeting climate change because it's a massive problem in the world no i'm just saying okay you target climate change how are, like what what is your growth platform for eliminating carbon dioxide what do you mean what is your growth platform like how are you gonna keep on making money I don't know what the specific business models are. It's just a okay. massive problem in the world that costs the world trillions of dollars. That's what I'm saying, bro. So you're so what are you saying? I'm kind of confused on your take. My take is these these environmental companies right now, yes. they don't make money. Yes, they're solving our big issue. They're solving our global warming issue. But global warming issue ultimately cannot be defined as a have a price point to it. So isn't that don't isn't that messed up though? Is that not messed up, Brady? Think about it. They're solving fundamentally one of the world's greatest problems, but there's no monetary reward that comes with it because the world doesn't financially reward these type of companies. Is that not a problem? Okay, I, like it just it's basically like 
a person who creates an iPhone, right? Like let's say Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs will always make more money than someone who cures cancer. Is that not a problem? So what do you? Okay, yes, there's a problem. What do you want to do about it? That's what I'm saying. I don't know what the solution is, but I'm saying something needs to change. Like the financials, like we need to change the way that capital markets are rewarding these type of companies. Like, but I'm a capital market again. My explanation is capital market. At the end of the day, these Wall Streets. I'm assuming that's what your capital market is talking yeah, they about. They care about money. They care about returns. Yes. Do you yes. make money? Yes. Right. Yes. And that is what I'm saying is fundamentally messed up about it. So what do you want the Wall Street? You want all the Wall Street wolves to be like all lovey dovey about the environment now? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there is a there 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 is a possibility. Actually, there's a very high possibility that you merge economic benefits and rewards with environmental impacts. And environment is just one thing, right? But that's what I'm saying, though. That's a fundamental misalignment in values and how we're rewarding people monetary-wise is what I'm saying. And I, I, in my opinion, that's messed up. Like, I agree. Like, you should be, like, people are not going to invest millions, billions of dollars into companies that are just going to continue losing money. Mm-hmm. But the whole incentive, this whole, like, reward system is messed up. Like, we should be rewarding companies that are solving actual problems. Like, I commend DoorDash for what they're doing, but I don't think they're actually solving, like, a big problem in the world. Like, yes, it brings a lot of convenience to a lot of people, but if you could solve climate change, like, you don't think that is going to bring an exponential amount of value to every single person in this world? I think it depends. I think it depends on what you believe in. I think it actually, honestly, it depends on what you believe in. If you, some what people you- might actually think that DoorDash is bringing in a lot of value. If for you, you might not think so because you're cheap and don't use delivery, delivery services. <laughs> yeah, dude, I just so, cook at home. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, some people, first of all, they don't believe in, they don't believe in um, climate change, right? You, you have like, okay, yes, there, there's you like every urban that. That, that even says the earth is flat. Yeah. But like, like there's a huge discrepancy between like our economic status, right? There's seven, seven point something billion people in the world. You're not going to have everyone believing in climate change. Like when I you agree. look at these, when you look at these YouTube videos right now, right? These like third world countries, Thailand, or like, um, like these African countries that's developing right now, they don't give a shit about fucking wearing masks. They're like, yeah, if I die, I die. I'm not fucking wearing a mask. I agree. But then, like, how are you gonna align developing countries and developed countries like agreement together? And the reason why developed countries are spending capital market on these like automated services is because that's what their people like. Wait, what? That's what like what. The developed country's people is interested in. That's what are you their talking interest. about? What developing country right now is using DoorDash? They don't even have the infrastructure for that to work. Developed. So what? What are you talking about with developing countries? The fact that they don't care about things like climate change? No, I said developed country. Okay, but what does that have to do with like the developing countries? So. No, I'm saying developing country and developed country have different ideologies. No, I agree. Like, you need to be at a certain level of privilege for you to even care about something like climate change. Like, if you don't even have, like, an economic standing of where am I going to get my next meal, they don't give a shit about, you know, pollution levels. And, frankly, it's actually, it's unfair for us to say, like, okay, Africa, as you go through your revolution and your evolution as a, you know, continent... You yeah. have to do so without using, you know, coal or fossil fuels because the U.S. was literally propped up by fossil fuels until they got to a certain level of, you know, economic standing that they can start to shift away from that. But for a country to grow GDP wise and economically wise, they're going to have to go through that phase of heavily depending on fossil fuels because it's just not yeah, economically feasible. Yeah, I that's agree with that. There's that's that's definitely a problem as well. But mm-hmm. all I'm saying that, that on my topic before is I just think it's it's messed up. And I think there's a fundamental misalignment here of what is the real now, fundamental. Creation. Yeah, again, and, and I'm saying the fundamental misalignment is for you. Like this is a personal take. This is a relative. I mean, I mean, yes, I guess it is a personal take based off of where I see are the biggest problems in the world. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Okay, what do you see are the biggest problems in the world? 
Like, would you rather fund a company like DoorDash or fund a company that could, I don't know, put the world on 100% renewable energy? I would, uh, no, I told you, I, I believe in EV companies. I think EV is going to be the next big thing. That's why I have a, a ton of money, a ton of okay, money. Dude, EV in is just one aspect. Like, it's such a very, very, very small aspect of it. Like, what yeah, about construction okay, you companies? You ask me about, like, do you believe in climate change? Like, these environment companies i'm just gonna say like i yes i believe in environment climate change but i don't i think global warming is inevitable like it's the same thing with overpopulation right like it's just like you can slow it down oh my god this fucking overpopulation bullshit again what i'm just saying you can only slow it down and I said in the other episode, there's going to be a naturally leveling, leveling off of the human population as okay, moving on, <laughs> moving on. Countries expand economically, and that's a fact. Okay, but we'll see, we'll see in ten years. Let's see who's right. I'll keep this recording. It's gonna be like twenty years, bro. Okay, sure. I'll, I mean, if we're fucking still alive in twenty years, well, we what are you talking about? In twenty, you're gonna be forty or forty-two. Yeah, but global warming is gonna end us in ten years. You're a funny guy, man. You're a okay, funny guy. On. All right. Um, okay, last, last little topic. debate topic here. Yeah. Um, so pretty much what happened when we weren't recording the podcast, Donald Trump incited a riot pretty much on Capitol Hill, and then he subsequently got banned on Twitter. So my question is, do you see this as something good or bad in the future in terms of these media companies like Twitter or Facebook being able to pretty much censor and control what goes on their platform or not, or even Amazon web services? Cause there was that, that story about, uh, there was a social media app out there that was meant to just, you know, let everybody post whatever they want. And it turned out that like most of their users were Trump supporters and trying to incite violence. And so Amazon Web Services, which is the fundamental infrastructure that their app was built on, kicked them off of Amazon Web Services. So they couldn't even build the app out or they had to do it in-house, which then obviously took them a lot longer to do. But what do you think about this situation? What And what do you think are the implications of the future? Like, is it right or is it wrong for these companies to have a say in this? I think, um, again, like I pretty sure like we talked about this multiple times like um these platforms should keep neutral like you shouldn't have like a political stance on this however Mm -hmm. however about this donald trump thing man was spewing bullshit out of his ass okay this is not even political anymore this is not even this is like worse man is like worse than fox news like fox news been like known to like misinterpret data and like miss like misjudge data and stuff shits like that yeah Donald Trump has just, like, when he was, like, during his, like, he was kind of, like, on his, like, period or some something when he was, like, the votes were getting counted in and, like, he was losing. He was, like, having a, like, he, he was basically being a Karen, you know? And as, like, it's just kind of embarrassing when you're being, like, the world, a uh, fucking world's leader on the platform and just saying, yeah, stop the count. We actually won by a tremendous account. I think that's not political anymore. That's just you. Sometimes you got to fact check things, right? Yeah. Like even with COVID, like there's like these Instagram things. If you, uh, I, that's I, true. If you write like COVID-19 in your story or something, I think they stop, they stop it, stop the story from instantly going up and they fact check that uh, story or the post first. And then they and then they allow to do it. I think that's their algorithm right now. Yeah, and here's the thing though, like I I agree as well. Like Trump was, I don't know what he was on, like the stuff that he was saying. Like the, someone of that, someone with so much influence and so much power, like should not be able to just spew ridiculous stuff like that. Yeah, like but at like, the same time, like Elon Musk got in trouble with it. Why? Why can't Donald Trump get in trouble with it? Also, like speaking on that term, I'm pretty sure Melvin Capital CEO, I think, or Citadel CEO, went on Twitter and was just basically trying to, you know, 
I, I guess they were trying to get a reaction on the all the retail traders invest or retail mm-hmm. investors. They're just like, yeah, there's been a lot of volatility in the market these days. Uh, why is why is everyone so mad? Have a good weekend or have a good afternoon. And everyone was like, just like, shut the fuck up. You're gonna you're a fraud. You're gonna be in <laughs> jail for a very long time. Like, I hope you fucking die. Like, like why why would you say something like that, man? Like what what yeah. benefit would that give you? But he is like fucking he is like a multi-billionaire. He could like give less fuck about us. Yeah, that's true. And I just think like if you want to maintain the fund like on a platform, right? On a social media platform. If you want to maintain the fundamental saying, okay, this is free speech, you can say whatever you want. Technically, you're violating that when you're fact-checking people and then you go ahead and ban Donald Trump. Because in that thing of free speech, he's technically allowed to say whatever he wants. No, 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 no. I think think you're forgetting about one huge condition about free speech. You had this free speech, but if it, like, implies harm onto other people, then they have to stop it. Like, yes, I can just be... I can fucking get... Like, Twitter... I can't just go on Twitter and be like, yeah, I'm going to fucking uh, steal a plane tomorrow and uh, recreate 9-11. Like, that's... And, <laughs> yeah. then, and then they take it down. I'm like, what the fuck? My, my free speech. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's terrorist that's attack. True. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But so, yeah, that's what they're saying. Like, he was inciting violence. But it wasn't just Trump that got banned on Twitter. There was a lot of other people that got banned as well um, for saying things like, oh, the, the voting system was like a fraud or... or perpetuating like false claims around covid and stuff like that and so like that's not directly harming or they're not it's not like he was inciting a a riot or anything but it's just like like would it be ethically wrong if no one was allowed to say anything that was not the truth i think it depends on which type of ethics you're looking at right if you're looking at like um fuck i forgot the term for that ethics um it was, it was Dent. I have no idea. But what's like, because like then it's like, what's the border between opinion and truth? You know, because there could be situations where someone has people have differing opinions on something. Virtual, virtual ethics. Virtual okay. ethics is, is basically is basically like. Uh, let me just read the definition for you actually is uh kind of like dentological and uh utilitarianism i, I have ne- i can never Bro, say that what word. are you Uta- saying you utilitarianism utilitarianism yeah yeah i'm kind of esl today i don't know why yeah. uh, okay what does that mean though you're defining it with terms that i don't understand I know, I know. I'm, I'm trying to. Uh, so it forces on a charitable action or an action that demonstrates kindness. Okay, I'm not saying kindness. The truth can be not kind as well sometimes. But I'm just saying, like, what if, like. Okay, so you're, I, you're I, probably you're probably more looking towards like you territorialism where like they one's action do the most amount of good dude i'm not talking about benefiting or anything i'm just saying that should it be possible for these platforms to just say only truth is allowed on this platform of course why, you... why, why why can't obviously no one wants to spread lies okay but but then in the name of free speech you're allowed to spread lies if you want to if it no. doesn't harm anybody yeah so but in the term of donald trump it's harming people yeah but then there's other people that said oh this is capitals are getting capitals are getting stormed yes but what about the people that just posted saying it's a voter fraud that technically isn't harming anybody yes you are i guess you could really stretch the definition of how your words could potentially harm somebody of course of course that is you're you're harming people how if people don't know what is actually happening, they actually get mistaken. That yeah, Trump... so that goes back to the truth. So Ooh. then shouldn't it just be all truth on the platform? Then, then you're not harming anybody because if, even if you are harming someone... Yeah, that's what truth. I said. It should be only truth. 
Okay. So we're on the same page. Yeah. That'd just be really hard to manage though. Because technically, like, it would be truth if I said, okay, tomorrow I'm going to bring a gun and go shoot Brady in the head. But you also, so truth and also no harm. Truth and also no harm. Yeah. So we're just a bunch of sheep now. Oh, I guess. (laughs) Uh, This is too deep of of a topic for me to think about this early in the afternoon, man. Maybe it's something we can debate about next episode. Okay, sounds good. I, I'll Anyways, do my. I'll do my. Uh, I'll do my homework and I'll. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do do some digging on you know yeah. truth and we'll also do some digging on cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. Maybe we can talk a little bit more on that next episode because yeah. I feel like we didn't talk enough about it today and it's pretty relevant to what's yeah. going on right now. And maybe you'll world. read read more about Robinhood and their trading platform during this week too. Yeah, it's clearinghouse yeah. requirements, man. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyways, uh, thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of the podcast. Again, this is going to be posted on anywhere you could pretty much find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts. If you guys enjoyed, please do, uh, I guess, subscribe to our podcast pages. And you can always reach out to Brady or myself on our social media links, which will be down in the description below. But yeah, thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you guys next week.